Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Leslie Cohen, Managing Partner of All Rise Legal Counsel. And Leslie, just a quick question to start things off. How have you experienced building your book of business as a woman? I know you've got some interesting, an interesting perspective on that. I do. I do. The business um, development that was done by the people who, who trained me and who are my mentors, most of them were men. And they did it by playing golf and going to, you know, the proverbial rubber chicken dinner. And, um, you know, I just didn't want to do those things. Well, one, I don't play golf, but two, that that meant being away from my kids and my family at night and on the weekends and really wasn't what I what I wanted to spend my time doing. So I had to kind of figure it out my own way. And what I ended up doing was going to networking groups, even though I had never done that before, starting at 42 years old. And um going to networking groups and, and, you know, you go around and here's, here's who I am and here's what I do. And here's what I'm looking for. And really quickly discovered that being a general corporate lawyer, which is part of what I do and what I've always done was everyone. And there were three people around every table saying the same thing. And a lot of them happened to be women. So I had to go back and figure out what made me unique in the marketplace. I, you know, thought about the fact that I was a trained securities lawyer for many, many, many years. And then I started talking about at these networking, you know, meetings, I talked about being a securities lawyer. And finally, this wonderful woman said to me, um, oh, you're a securities lawyer, you keep companies safe. And I said, no, I, I represent companies that are raising money. And she said, oh, well, why don't you say that? Nobody understands what you do. <laughs> so, right? Like as lawyers, we we know, oh, I'm a criminal attorney. I'm a this attorney. I'm a that, you know, we're, we're used to those terms, but if you haven't gone to law school, you don't really know what that means. And so that became all I had to say. I represent companies that are raising money. And that was when the startup scene was taking flight and um, everybody knew, and still everybody knows someone raising money. And then I started speaking and mentoring at all the different incubators and accelerators around town and picked up a great startup practice. Fantastic. So I want to back up a little bit, talk a little bit about how you decided to start your firm, what you were doing before that, and um, and how that initial journey went for you. So tell us about what you did before and, and why you decided to start your own law firm. Sure. So it was all kind of a mistake, a happy, <laughs> a happy mistake. I spent 20 years in big law. I was on Wall Street for six years and then followed by 13 years at a mid-sized, about 100 lawyer firm in Chicago. And uh, just reached a point where, you know, it's interesting you brought up the business development first because I did not have business. Um, my deal was, you know, do other people's work and then go home and raise your kids. And that was that was lovely, except that now like both kids are in school full day. What's next for me? I want to be, you know, here in an organization, not down here. And, and, you know, I just didn't know how to get there in the big firm world. And so I was considering all different potential career changes. And one of my partners who I just adored walked in and said, I'm starting my own firm. And I loved working with him and I loved working with his clients. And I said, that's so interesting. I'm at this crazy turning point myself. And, you know, he just said, do you want to start the firm with me? And I'm like, 
okay. <laughs> but and it was it was a huge decision because my my I always thought of um, small firms as like you know a, a, a seventy eight year old guy with gray hair sitting you know in a corner office with like dust all over it doing wills. And I, I didn't realize how there's so many sophisticated small firms, and I just didn't realize that. There are, yeah. So I want to dig a little bit deeper into that because you know a lot of people might be thinking, boy, what were some of the obstacles you ran into at that mid-sized firm that you were at that made you, made you realize that, look, to really build a firm I want, I need to leave and, and do this on my own? In order to make equity partner, which is what I wanted, you had to have, um, I think at the time it was like $750,000 in business for three straight years. And I, I just didn't know how I would ever get there. I, I just had no idea how to do that. Really, it became, it, it was not such a conscious decision other than Really, honestly, it was sort of a stopgap. I thought of it as like, I have a lot of contacts. I'm not sure what to do next. I felt kind of like stuck in my own head as to what to do next. And this was like, okay, at least I'm taking a step forward. And if this, this doesn't work, I'll do something else. Got it. And so you started your own firm. Congrats on doing that and taking the leap because, you know, Leslie, and, and you know, because you talked to so many attorneys being one yourself, most attorneys never do that. They stay in that firm. And they do the best they can in that firm and they jump to another firm. But you actually left and started your own with your colleague, which is which is terrific. And tell me about how now that you're on your own with your colleague, you still have to build a book of business. So <laughs> how did that go for you initially? Yeah, it's a lot. Um, it took really, it really took two years before I got into the groove of starting to actually like found that that message that resonated, found you know, the strategy of going to the incubators and the accelerators and also kind of identified, which I think this was, this was really key. And and this took probably five years that I could bring my own style to it, that it wasn't about, especially at a, at a small firm level, I didn't have to cater to, you know, the, the big firm kind of way of speaking and a way of speaking to clients and, you know, using a lot of legalese and, you know, I realized that I could be me and that, that, that maybe that wasn't for everybody, but it was for plenty of people. So, um, you know, for instance, I have many women clients who are fantastic at what they do, but are very intimidated by the law and, you know, particularly young women. And they would come in with this, you know, incredible technology that they developed and they would be like, you know, shaking, still happens, like shaking and and nervous. And, you know, when I go talk to lawyers, I don't know what they're talking about. And I feel so dumb and I, 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 I don't want to interrupt and ask questions, but I don't know what they're talking about. And, you know, my take is always, listen, I don't know how to build your tech product. I mean, that's incredible. So why should you know how to practice law? I mean, this is what I've been doing with for the last 30 years. So kind of put just putting people at ease. And I realized that I really enjoy educating and kind of, I don't want to say dumbing it down, but like putting putting what the law in a layperson's terms so that people don't feel so intimidated. And it, it's kind of become my own little niche. And, and what happens is clients are enjoy the experience and don't feel intimidated. And so then they tell other people about me. And I would say at this point, like 80% of my client new clients come from existing clients. That is fantastic. Congratulations. And you're absolutely right. At a small firm, you can be really authentic. And that that shield or that wall where you feel like you have to be traditional and kind of put up this front, you can afford to do away with all of that. And I would think your clients who are 
you know, inventors and entrepreneurs really appreciate that approach because that probably reflects a lot of what they went through in their journey to get there too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think it really, it's something that, that, um, binds me to my clients because I've, I've been there. Um, you know, I, I had a woman called today. She's acquiring a, um, speech pathology practice. And she said, you know, I've, I've only been a speech pathologist. I've never owned a business and I'm so intimidated by what this is going to look like. And I said, I'm going to be right there with you because I was just a lawyer for all these years. And, and by the way, so I bought out my partner a little while ago and, and took over the, Oh, IP. congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So I, I, had he was running the business and then all of a sudden it was mine and we've built up to the point of six lawyers and I don't know how to run a business. All I know how to do is practice law. And so it was a lot of, you know, as they say, like throwing spaghetti against the wall and learning, like I need an outsourced CFO and I, what do you do about HR issues and all that stuff. And so, yeah, I can say to my clients, I've, I've been there. I'm right there with you. Awesome. And you mentioned, you know, growing this firm from when you took it over from your partner and you both grew it together, of course, before then, um, you know, that's what I do with my clients is we work together to grow their firms. And I'm finding that there are a lot of unique challenges that women have when it comes to growing a business. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the challenges that you ran into in, in scaling up. Well, I think there's a different socialization with women. Um, I think there's, you know, more imposter syndrome you know, feeling like, I don't know how I got in this position. It's not really, it's not going to, won't be able to do as well next year. You know, I mean, I, I, 10 years in, you know, I still, I, I saw my numbers. I just saw my numbers today for, for 2021. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I can't possibly in 2022 ever, you know, like how did that happen? <laughs> you know? So um, I think that th there's that kind of self-doubt in there and, and a fear for me, there was a big fear of like, okay, if I hire someone and I can't keep them busy, how do I, you know, I'll, I'll feel terrible. Like I can't fire someone. I'll just feel sick. Like how do I, um, so what I did in the beginning and, and until literally three months ago, I hired, um, from the mom project, which is an awesome, actually well-funded now startup growth stage company. And they hire moms. They, they are, a, they're, uh, a matching platform for moms who have been out of the workplace because they're having kids or whatever reason and want to get back into it. Awesome. So that's what I did at first was just, and I, and I have now four lawyers that I've hired from there working 20 hours a week. And that way, you know, I don't have to feel like I'm responsible for their children being able to have food on the table. <laughs> so That's great. And, you know, you bring up some really good points and those are some of the the biggest challenges that we end up dealing with when we work with with attorneys, right? The challenges are all within you. It's it's about mindset. It's about confidence. It's about willingness to take a little bit of a risk. And those can be some of the most difficult challenges to overcome or those that are, that are within yourself. So how did you, I, I want to really take you back to a, a specific moment in time, if I could. I think our listeners would benefit from this. How did you finally decide that it was time to commit to hiring somebody, knowing that you might not have work for them at some point in the future? I was working a good like 10 hours a day, five days a week, and probably seven hours a day on the weekends. And I I, I just couldn't take it anymore. I, I I just was like, I this is not the life that I, that I wanted. And I love my firm and I love my clients and what I do, but it's too much. It's just too much. And I'm missing, you know, my kids at this point were in 
high school and like they're leaving and I don't get to see, I'm not going to see them every day anymore. And I'm missing. And, and I always prioritize them. So it wasn't like I wasn't at a game or whatever, but there's the in between the games moments, you know, and I just didn't want to miss that stuff anymore. Eventually the motivation got strong enough to where you decided to push for it. And that's something we see with a lot of our clients. Typically when they hire us, um, they're looking for us to help them through what are some of those challenging decisions that they have to make and then you know, help them through getting the confidence to push forward and make them faster than they could on their own. I have to say, everyone said to me and they're right, with each hire, I've said, same thing. You know, What if I can't keep them busy? Every advisor I've ever had or mentor has said, you're not only going to keep them busy, you're going to keep them so busy, you're going to still be busy, just as busy yourself and need another person. And that has come true, not good, every single time. Six lawyers later, I finally hired someone full time. And it's just, I, 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 the sky is the limit at this point. Congratulations. Wow. And what are some of the aspirations that you have for your firm um, over the next few years? I mean, I'd like to grow to about 10 lawyers. Um, I like our practice areas. It's very, um, you know, corporate securities MA. We don't, and, and, and a lot of my business, and I guess this is important for business development purposes for women too. Um, a great deal of my business came from giving referrals out to firms that don't do what I do and, and vice versa. So I've got a whole network of small, other small firms that do IP, that do employment, that do, you know, all these different areas. And so I refer the, all that stuff out and I get a lot of referrals in my wheelhouse back. And so I'd like to stay there. I don't want to expand to different practice areas. I'd like to be like thought of as the, as you know, all of our lawyers just are all big firm born and bred and just phenomenal lawyers and people. And I like to be thought of as like a, like a go-to boutique in this, in, in Chicago for, you know, companies that, that don't want to pay the huge firm rates, but want, want to have a team behind them that has that, that experience and expertise. I love that. I love that. And now you're trying to balance that with one of the other aspirations you have you know, for your practice. And this is something that a lot of our listeners and our attorney entrepreneurs who are listening can relate to, which is working fewer hours and taking more time off. So tell me more about why that is a priority for you now. Well, both my kids are in college now. It's been a lot. It's been, you know, it was the first few years of the practice. I, I, probably the first like seven years, it's been 11 now. I mean, I ran around like a lunatic building my, you know, attending these networking events and then meeting someone at one of them who, you know, any of them, each each one of them that was maybe a good, a good referral source and then having a one-on-one coffee. And then they would say, oh, I'm hosting this event. And so I'd have to run downtown and go to the event and show up there. And um, it was just a real lot. And I reached a point where, I wanted to just, you know, again, just have, have a little more of a life. I also, you know, I, I did, um, I did a program it was a, like a year long program on how to, how to scale a business. And I was the only lawyer in it. And the first is funny. The first um, thing we did was identify like our, our North star of what we wanted to create. And then we kind of broke that down into, into quarters. It was a year long program. And, and so the woman who ran the program, she, you know, my North star was like, you know, something like grow a law firm. Like I just said to you, you know, grow a law firm. That's a boutique go-to firm. And and she called me and she said, where are you in this? And I said, you know, what do you mean? Like, this is my business. And she's like, okay, but, but shouldn't your business reflect who you are and what you want and the life that you want for yourself? And it was sort of this aha, like, like, oh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, this is like my third child. Like, this is a really, and 
And that was when I started thinking like, wow, I want to travel and see the world now that my kids are both gone. And I, there's so much I want. And, and, and I can't, I can't, again, I just don't want to do this as, as, as much. You know, that's an excellent point. And so, and this happens all the time. We see this with attorneys who are building their own firms. They get so wrapped up in building their firm. They pour their hours into it. They pour their capital into it. They pour their energy into it. But the firm isn't being built in a way that if they could wave a magic wand, they really want. And, and here's the message to you know a lot of folks who are listening here. Your law firm is supposed to serve you, not the other way around. It's supposed to give you the income you want, the time off that you want, the work hours you want, and the kinds of clients that you want. If it's not doing that, take some time to make some changes. I, I promise you those changes are going to be easier than you think. And I think probably the, the first thing to do there is to actually you know take out a piece of paper and write down, if you could wave a magic wand, what would your firm be like? And that establishes your destination. Once you've established your destination, then you the next step is to figure out where you are relative to that. And that's your origin. Everything that you should do from, from then on is moving your firm closer and closer and closer to that vision, that destination that you want to have. And that will really help you be intentional. And at the end of the day, you're going to work just as hard. It may as well work really hard for something that's going to bring you a lot of joy in the future. Does that make sense, Leslie? I, I'm, I can tell you're very good at what you do. Because <laughs> no, it makes a lot of sense. It really does. It makes a lot of sense. And I I learned that, I think all of that the hard way. And after, you know, I, I didn't have a you in my life. So it, it, it was, you know, 10 years of learning that lesson little by little by little. And I, I wish I had known that before. But you know what? You got there in the end. And that's that's what counts. And now you're really well positioned to take it to the next level and to take the next step. So um, you mentioned one of the things you want to do is travel. We'd just love to hear for our listeners. You know, if, if you could go somewhere, where's the next trip? Um, dying to go to Iceland. Ooh, awesome. Yeah. That's I'd say that's my next one. I'd love I'd love to go to um, South Africa and do a safari. Tokyo. I mean, you name it. You name it. Yeah. So one of the things that I was able to do in my practice, because I try and practice what I preach, it took me two years to do this, by the way, but now I'm able to take a month off every year. And the first time I did that was in 2019. And the reason I'm bringing it up is one of the things we did was it a safari in Tanzania. And it was just, mm. it was awesome. Seriously, Leslie, you've, you've got to go. You will love it. Um, oh. And then I'm taking June off this year and I'm not sure what we're going to do. We'll have to see with the COVID restrictions, but um but those are the kind of things that you can do with your own practice that you you cannot you could never do in a big firm. And in order to do some of those things to be able to take some of those trips, what do you think are some of the key challenges that a law firm owner should should consider overcoming so they can do that? I think it's about hiring and delegating and hiring the right people who, um, you know, if, if that's your goal, which it is mine, um, you know, one of the things that happened was I had two lawyers working for me for a couple of years who were phenomenal lawyers and people, but were trained in a, in a big firm where the atmosphere was, you know, six layers of review and fear, like, God forbid you make a tiny mistake and, you know, it's the end of the world. And so they're, because their mindset was as such, they would come to me like five times a day with, you know, what do you think of this? And what do you think of this and review this? And they were so good at what they did. They didn't need to do any of that it made my life really difficult because everyone was coming to me with everything. And again, another hard lesson learned that the right people for me, given my goals were people who 
were able to, you know, jump on something on their own. We're able to, once I was, you know, had enough business to hire an associate, we're able to be, to, to supervise that associate in not just me. Um, I think learning to delegate stuff like one of my, you know, we have two associates now. So one of my lawyers said to me the other day, you know, I think we really need to do some associate development. And um, I said, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Like I know one-on-one when they do work for me, I spend a lot of time going through like why I made the comments I made, but I said, I absolutely agree. Why don't you be in charge of that? And, and that was a huge lesson from, you know, that like, cause someone said to me, like, now you've got that on your plate too. tell her to do it, you know? And so, and she, and she was actually thrilled. She said, I, I, I'm so happy you trusted me to put this together. So, um, you know, another thing was I've tried to learn then to read my numbers. Everyone says like to be a good business owner, like you have to know what your numbers are telling you. I'm horrible at that. And I've listened to podcasts and I've read books and I've watched videos. What numbers should I be looking at? What do, what are they telling me? I, I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And so some, one of my friends out of, out of the blue said, hire someone to do that for you. It's not that much money. And I found this wonderful woman who, you know, does the business of the law. And now she and I talked about what, what I should be looking at. And now every month we have a half an hour call. She runs those numbers for me. And she says, you know, here's what's going on with your receivables. Here's what's going, you know, here's something you should be focused on. It's just, it makes my life so much easier to let the people who are good at certain things handle those things. Love it. Leslie, this has been awesome. Thank you for sharing all these wisdoms and all this wisdom and tips for our listeners. If they want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, I'm at lcohen at allriselawyers.com, or they can just go to our website, which is allriselawyers.com. And uh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Leslie. And everyone, that is Leslie Cohen, managing partner with All Rise Legal Counsel, specializing in raising money for startups. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Alej Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.